Hello there. Doing something a little bit different today. Our most recent episode was with Dr. Myron Roll, who on top of being a former college and professional football player and a pediatric neurosurgeon, he is also a guy who is very curious about things and willing to engage in dialogue. That comes from his background as a Rhodes Scholar. Well, after our official interview was over with, Myron asked me if I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about the Eyes of Texas, which is the uh, school song for the University of Texas, which is a school that I root for and a school that I cover as part of my day job as host of the 12 to 3 show on 104.9 The Horn. And I have no issue discussing things like that. I actually love those sorts of conversations. And that turned into a 10 to 15 minute conversation talking about the Seminole mascot at his alma mater, Florida State, and then also some other things, uh, cultural issues, if you will, social issues that have played out in the sports realm over the last few years. At the end of our conversation, I actually told him that I really enjoyed what was just talked about and uh, made sure that he wouldn't mind if I posted this separately from our official interview, which of course he was totally cool with. So uh, here is our conversation after discussing the 2% way. If you haven't listened to that interview yet, I highly recommend it. In the meantime, here is uh, Dr. Myron Roll and me discussing the eyes of Texas, the Florida State Seminoles, the Washington Redskins, and more. Thank you so much for the time, Myron. This is a real pleasure. Hope uh, hope everything sounded okay on your end. Yeah, definitely. Can I ask you one question? One yeah. Question? Yeah. Uh, just about UT. So, um, I don't want to ask this on, on air because I was like, I don't know. I, I don't get him in trouble if, if he's got a different answer. But what uh, what is the thought currently around uh, the song that you guys sing? Um, like, is it is it racist? Is it not racist? Do people want it? Do people not want it? Like, what what are people saying about I think it's the Eyes of Texas or maybe whatever the song is that you. That yeah. You, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would actually have no problem including this as part of our conversation. But um, so the uh, the song is. Uh, it's based to the melody of I've been working on the railroad, which obviously has racist roots. But that song in and of itself is based on, I think, some, something apparatic uh, prior to that. So those two things kind of balance out. The song was first performed during a black minstrelsy show in the early 1900s, which is obviously very ugly. Um, and it's something that needs to be talked about when you talk about the song itself. But the other thing that I think is important to think about with this song is that over time, it has been something that has served as more of a uniting force than something that that tears us apart. And um, while you while I personally completely understand and respect those individuals who represent this university and don't want to sing or perform the song necessarily, I know that uh, as somebody who has has stood with my fellow Longhorn fans for 44 years of my life and sung that song at the ends of games, win or lose as a sort of camaraderie, as a sort of show of look, win or lose your Longhorns and we'll always have your back. Um, I don't necessarily want to see it go away. What do you think about it? Yeah. You know, uh, I was thinking, I was putting myself in a position that if, if I was singing that song my entire life and then, somebody dug up the history behind it and told me that this is, you know, where it started, the origins and um, how I would feel about that. I would almost feel ashamed of myself for not having 
either heard about the history or done the history myself. And then I started to question all the other songs that I've sung in my life or other things I've done. Well, have I done other racist things in my life that I just didn't know? Or, or is this really racist? I'm not really sure. So I think I'd be conflicted. Um, but I think, you know, if I, if I had the experience that you're speaking of where something like this, black, white, no matter who you are, it, it is, it is risen above how it was initially intended. And now it's sort of a collective experience for all of us. And I see black, brown, white, purple, green, red, all getting together and hugging it up and loving on this, then maybe I actually can do more good uh, than bad. And we certainly need good right now, given what just happened in Buffalo and, you know, what happens all over, all over the, the country uh, quite often with racism and anti-Semitism and things like that. So it's, um, it's difficult. I mean, I, I was thinking about it a lot and I was thinking about other things I did. I remember growing up and putting like feathers, you know, like on my, uh, like on a headband and, and you know, who like doing all this, like American Indian things. I'm like, what if they, what, what if American Indians, if they tore up their shirt and tore up their pants and were walking around like, yes, I'm master, yes, I'm master, acting like slave, like that was their day. I was like, would I be offended? Absolutely. And so I'm just thinking to myself, man, I, there were so many ills in my life that, you know, maybe I was too young to recognize it. But now that I'm older, a man, and I can think through things, um, can I make the right choices? And so I, it's just something that sparked discussion. I talked to Griff about it too. And, yeah. and I just want, I was curious, you know, to hear what your thoughts on it as a, you know, as a, as a white man and, and coming through and being a huge uh, Longhorn fan. Yeah, I, it, look, it's it's very you're right about it being very necessary to understand the history of things. And that that is probably uh, a bit of shame is like looking into that and being like, wow, that that is an, an ugly start to all of this. But over time, I think it has become an overwhelming net positive. Now, by the same token, there were a bunch of Confederate general or Confederate figure statues that were taken down in Austin over the last 10 to 15 years. And that was one of those things where it's like, absolutely take those statues down for a variety of reasons. One, statues are kind of stupid for the most part. And a lot of those statues were put up as, as a response to the civil rights movement of the 1960s. So it's like, definitely get rid of those racist pieces of, of, uh, of history, put them in a, in a museum if you want to, which is what has happened with a lot of those things. Um, but then with the song itself, while I understand where those who are critical of it are coming from, I think that there is more to the story than just saying, look, this song was first first performed publicly at a Minstrelsy show, their show, therefore it shouldn't be allowed anymore. I think that there is a nuanced conversation that you have obviously familiarized yourself with over time, just as becoming a really good critical thinker, whether it's you know going back to that first, uh, first effort at the Rhodes Scholar, the conversations that you got in in Oxford once you got there and realizing that you needed to be well-versed on something if you were going to talk about it. So I think the nuance of this conversation lends itself to not getting rid of the song altogether, but I'm willing to continue to have that conversation going forward. And maybe at some point I might be swayed now by the same token, there are obviously a lot of people who are critical of those universities who have uh, native Americans have an indigenous peoples as mascots. And we've seen some teams take the step to get away from that. The Cleveland's, what are they called now? The spiders, the commanders, I don't even, the guardians, the Cleveland guardians, guardians. baseball yeah. are an example of that. But Florida state has obviously not gone that route yet. Is that something that you're totally cool with? Yeah. You know, it's, it's another conversation that, 
you know, I think you you hit it. It it's has a lot more detail and nuance than than one would expect. I feel like if the Seminole tribe, the threshold is very low for me. The Seminole tribe were ever to come out and say, this is offensive, uh, this is derogatory, uh, we don't want this anymore, then it shouldn't be a debate. There shouldn't be a tussle as there was maybe in Washington with the Redskins, right? Like it shouldn't be a, you know, a, okay, well, let's go back and like try to convince you. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, it's over. It's done. There are many other mascots to choose, many other names to choose. And we're not so beholden to this name uh, that it has to it has a stick. And so um, I think it, you have to let those individuals who, if you're intending to celebrate their culture, like we hope to do, they have to lead. They have to lead and have not only the the majority voice but they need to have the main voice at the table and not only just the voice but also the power to do something about it which is to change it if necessary so thankfully by the grace of god the seminole tribe has said we support you we appreciate you we feel like you're uplifting us and providing us with the level of um visibility uh because they own all the hard rock casinos down here too so it's not too bad when you have the seminole hard rock casino florida's the seminole sort of combining so as long as the relationship stays positive and healthy then I'm okay with it. But yeah, you're right. My brother's school, uh, St. John's, they were the Redmen for mm-hmm. a long time and they changed the Red Storm. So, um, you know, I, I 100% agree. You know, I'm just trying to think, again, I put my mind into it too. What if a team was called the Cincinnati Blackies uh, or, you know, the St. Louis Negroes? Like, <laughs> what? like, what are we doing? I don't know, man. You know, if, I'm not, if I don't like it, then you got to change it. But if, you know, I just feel... The, the schools and the organizations that are are so tied to their merchandise or tied to their 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 sport history that sort of don't are reluctant to to give it up. I think that is absolutely the wrong move. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, the, the the Redskins and the the St. John's thing were always such no brainers for me. Even after you would have stories coming out in the Washington Post, oh well, we we uh, we contacted two hundred random people on the phone and. <laughs> Somebody was 124th Choctaw and they said they were okay with the Redskins. It's like, come on, this is a straight up <laughs> slur here. Let's not overthink this one, guys. Exactly. It's, just, it's exactly. just like down here, like there are, and this is less the case now, thankfully, but there are enough high schools that have the nickname Rebels or something along mm. those lines and have actually continued to fly the Confederate flag up until the last five to 10 years. And it's like, I don't care what you think about that flag. You have to understand how that a flag affects an, an overwhelming majority of people who see it and can't help but to hearken back to very negative feelings for obvious reasons. Because whatever that flag may have, whatever it may means to you in terms of Southern pride, and Southern pride doesn't necessarily equate to racism, that flag is directly connected to racism. It's like saying that the Nazi symbol, because it was originally created as a symbol of peace is something that should be allowed in this day and age because we can get it back to that symbol of peace. No, the Nazi symbol will be known for one of the most horrific crimes against humanity in the history of the world for the rest of its existence. That 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 symbol is done just like the Hitler mustache will never be worn by human beings again other than Michael Jordan and Haynes commercials, Myron. You know, I you know this just brings me to something. I wish I could talk to an anthropologist and you and I could have an anthropologist talk to us about this. Like, why are people so connected to symbols? Uh, so connected to like, um, you know, figure statues you were mentioning earlier. Um, like that, to me, that is a material vanishing, you know, very 
ar- like arbitrary sort of entity uh, that is so that pales in comparison to the pride that you were speaking about, or to emotions, or feelings, or energy, or connectivity to other humans, or to experiences, culture, the feeling you get from just you know the feeling of being, the feeling of belonging, the feeling of family, the feeling of friendship and and, and fraternization with with brothers or friends, fellowship. Uh, whether you're a Christian or not, you know, maybe even you're a Christian experience. These things just warm you so much more to me. Maybe I've got to talk to an anthropologist about this, but to me, as opposed to like seeing a Confederate flag and like saying, oh man, that's, that, that, that describes me hundred percent. That's all me. Or, you know, but, but, but I know the, the emotion that it does evoke too, which is like, ah, like, why is that even here? Like, why do we even need that right now? When you can feel pride in your family name or your, the work, the hard work that your family has, have done in the past couple of years um, to be good citizens, good leaders in your community or whatever the case may be, that to me is more enriching than these these symbols and these figures that we often squabble about. But yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's a lot. Anyway, I could keep talking to you for a long time about this stuff. But. Do you mind if I post this as a kind of a separate bonus episode, us talking about this? Because I, th- yeah. I, I love these sorts of conversations. This is this is my wheelhouse. Like you hearing you talk about how you, how you became a a better critical thinker and somebody to engage in conversations like this is this is stuff that I love the most, man. Absolutely, no, no doubt, no doubt. Awesome, cool. yeah. I, I, I didn't know if I didn't know if it fit in what we were talking about earlier, but now talking casually, of course, absolutely, let's do it. I appreciate that. Well, My- Myron, thank you so much, man. This book was awesome, and uh, whether or not you write another one, I hope this isn't the last time you and I have a chance to chat. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. Thanks to Joshua Bates for the video editing. If you have any video editing needs, hit him up on Instagram at Forager Digital. And of course, thanks as always to you for checking us out. You can watch, listen, learn, and connect for free at BooksOnPod.com. For Books on Pod, I'm Trey Elling. Good day.